Welcome to Beer Me. Yeah, this is my first podcast about beer. And you're probably wondering, a, a podcast about beer? What What is there to know? Pop the top, drink it. Well, there's a lot more to beer than that. Especially if you're into craft beer, there are probably over 30 styles of beer to learn about. You've probably enjoyed a few. Mostly we see the usual lager made with rice and such, but there's so much more, so many more flavors, so many more depths of mouthfeel and aroma, nice foamy heads, much better than your, your usual commercial beer, maybe. Depends what you like. But we're going to talk about all the things that goes into beer. What is it? How do you brew it? Can you make it at home? What does it taste like? If there's a various styles, I'll have different tastes. IPAs are very popular right now. They have sort of a fruity taste mostly. And they can be um, bitter. If there's a lot of hops in there, and then it may be that you really like that bittery hop taste. Or maybe you like a sweeter, maltier beer, a darker beer. And maybe it just depends on the occasion. Sometimes, like in the summer, you know, like might like one style, and then come winter, maybe something a little toastier that you could drink by the fireplace. Whatever the case, let's go through a few points of information about beer and uh, see what you think. Okay, so what is beer? Basically, four ingredients. Water, grains, hops, and yeast. That's it. Well, that's all you need. Those four things, you can create your own beer. Or if you're looking for a beer style, those are the four things you need to think about. And then there are adjuncts, as they're called, or different flavors that can be added to the beers. For example, a porter that might be a coffee coconut porter. So you have a little bit of that roasted coffee flavor in there and a little bit of the mellowness from some coconut. Anyway, let's go back to water, the first ingredient, the most important probably, because where you get your water from and how clean it is, what's the pH balance, there's a lot of factors to the water. You do need some minerals in there that helps add some character to the beer. So something that comes out of a, an aquifer in Florida, for example, might be very different than something from the headwaters of the Delaware in New York State, or maybe from Belgium. Their beers tend to have a distinct flavor, and often the, the water has a lot to do with that. <coughs> the next ingredient is grains, malted grains, often barley, but can also be wheat or rice or many others. So you have to think about how roasted the barley is, let's say. Is it a dark roast or a light? Kind of like coffee. When you select your coffee at the grocery store, it can range from a very light breakfast coffee to a very dark, very roasty espresso. And you have those same range of flavors in your beer through the grains. Then you add your hops 
and hops there are oh so many varieties of hops um and there are charts which can help you with you know the what sort of flavors you should be looking for depending on the hops that are in a beer uh some are fruity some earthy and we could probably go through all of that and uh and then you know better what you're looking for when you, you look for a beer and what hops is in the beer. And then yeast is the last flavor that you're looking for. It's, uh, there are various, there's Belgian yeast, there's uh, California yeast. You've got um, different varieties. Your American IPA is different from a European IPA, let's say, or an India pale ale. And there's a story behind, there's history behind all of this. Beer's been around a long time. And there's a, an interesting history to all of this, where all these things come from and how they all add together to make unique flavors in the beers you're tasting. To get an idea of some of these different styles and uh, a nice overview for each style, I recommend you go online and look up BJCP, which stands for beer judge certification program and you can uh, get the bgcp guidelines uh, as an app on your phone and uh, scroll through that and you'll see all the different styles and uh, there's a nice overview of each style and then it'll also talk a little bit about what you should expect in grains and hops and yeast for each of those styles and they'll give you a few examples of commercial beers which follow those styles. This is especially helpful to someone who's thinking of brewing their own beer. Because as they make it, they may want to taste test against another style and figure out, you know, what it is they're making based on their ingredients and uh, the flavor of a commercial beer. And brewing, brewing is not that hard. It's like cooking. If you enjoy cooking homemade food, which you know always tastes better than what you can buy, right? It's the same with beer. You can brew your own beer, get something that you think tastes much better, and you'll be spending less for it, just like when you make your own food at home. So you'll do some cooking, You'll have some recipes, put on some music, have a beer while you're brewing, and have some fun with it. It's a nice hobby. So that's homemade versus store-bought, both good, sometimes very special, something you can't buy in this store. You make it yourself and try some different flavors you've never had in a beer that you thought might be interesting to try. How about a strawberry stout? It'd be like a chocolate-covered strawberry. Mmm. Yeah. Tastes like music. Yeah, there's so many kinds of music. Maybe you got to get the right music to go with the beer you're going to drink. So what is the process of brewing? Let's go through it. If you're going to brew in your kitchen, which you can do in like a three-gallon pot, you'll uh, put some grains in a bag and put that special bag into your water, which is a couple of gallons of water. Put it on the stove, bring it up to about 160 degrees. Uh, 160? Yeah, 160 degrees, usually about that. And steep your grains. 
and you'll start to smell some of those flavors from the malts, the malted grains. You do that for about 20 minutes. Then you take that, those steep grains out of the pot and let them drain out, set those aside, and turn up the heat. Because the next step is to boil, just a slow simmering boil, and add any more maybe malt extracts to add to your, your grain base, and then start dropping in your hops. You can do that, just throw the hops right in, or you can put those in a little bag and put drop the bag in. The advantage of using the special bags is that you don't get a lot of sediment later on in the process. It's just easier to deal with. So you drop in your hops, and there's a boiling schedule usually. So you have three what they call hop additions. You'll start out with your bittering hops, which might go for about an hour. Then about halfway through the process, you'll put in some more hops, and that'll give you some flavor additions to your beer. And then the last addition, around five minutes toward the end of your boil, that's going to give you your aroma. And there are guides to help you along the way to decide which hops best fit into each of those categories. Okay, so you've steeped, you've boiled, you've added your hops. Next step is to cool. That's a little tricky. Um, you can take your pot and you can put it in the sink and you can run some cold water around it. Maybe drop in some ice into the water around your pot and stir it. And uh, try to do a quick cool down so that you get it down to about 70 degrees or so, where you're, when you add your yeast, which is the next step, it doesn't shock the yeast, doesn't kill it, and the yeast will be able to start fermenting your ingredients. So what you're gonna do after you cool what's called your wort at this point, you're gonna put that into a fermenter, sprinkle some dry yeast on there which is the easiest there are other ways to do it as well but that's real easy you just sprinkle some dry yeast over the top maybe give it a little stir put the top on have a little airlock on the top and you let it sit for a week or more and that will give you your alcohol content after that week or two you're going to go to the next step which is to package your beer into bottles or kegs and then you can let your beer condition as it's called in the bottle and it becomes carbonated there's a you add a little bit of uh, like sugar water to your beer just before you bottle it and that sugar reactivates the yeast and the yeast in the bottle creates the carbonation you can also do that in the keg. Or you can do something called force carbonation. Let's say you just can't wait. You want to put that beer in the keg and you want to put it on your tap. You could do that. And what you've got to do then is you force some carbonated uh, CO2 into the keg and maybe just kind of rock it a little bit to get that CO2 to mix in with your beer. And then when you open the tap, you should get a, a nice carbonated beer. I think conditioning is better than doing the forced carbonation, but some people have got that figured out and they do pretty good just by 
force carbonating the CO2 into a keg. And that's really the whole process. And the next step is to drink it, see what you think. What does it taste like? Did it come out like you expected? Maybe uh, get in with a group of friends, start a club, talk about how you made your beer and what they think of the flavor and maybe what are the what things you could change to make it better or make it more like a certain style because it's all good. So that's just a quick introduction to beer. I hope you learned a few things about beer, maybe about brewing. Maybe you'll think about when you taste your next beer, you know, what's in there? What, what are those ingredients? And uh, where was it made? And, hmm, I wonder if I could make something like this. All right. Well, that's it for this uh, edition of Beer Me. We'll see you next time.